0: What's up everybody, and welcome to another episode of Drumroll Please Zach and EJ Talk Sports This is episode 19 The Tony Gwynn episode I fought hard for the EJ Gaub episode Because I wore 19 In high school football but My partner felt very strongly That this episode should not be The EJ Gaub episode <laughs> How you doing my friend? I'm doing good EJ, how are you? Good. How are your holidays? Oh, uh, they were nice it was a Good holiday, how about you? Yeah, you know, I went to Disney. That's yeah, always fun. I'm a big Disney guy. Yeah. Big big fan of Disney. They do it right down there. I also went to Universal when I was down there as well, I went to Harry Potter World. You like that? I do, but I got some gripes. Like I feel like Harry Potter World, this it's too narrow, the streets. So mm. it's too condensed. So they have the same amount of volume, but the way they built it is you were just like like sardines in there. Mm. But their rides are, you know, I think more of the thriller type rides. Mm, and you for get sure. At Disney, but I did ride the Neutron ride. Yeah, that's a good app. That's, that's a good one. Did you, you ride one? Tron? When you I did there? not. You uh, it was, I don't think it was open the last time I was there. You were the grand marshal of the parade, though. I was once, yeah. What, what age trip? was that? Uh, 10, 10,
1: no, 12, 10,
0: 11, or 12. One of them, all right. Uh, well, yeah, good news NFL playoffs are on the way, which means one of those teams will eventually finish with a little the MVP who will be having their own little parade down at Disney at one point. Mm-hmm. So, up at this point, your thoughts on the playoffs and the end of the NFL season as it stood.
1: So, let's just start with the playoffs. The games, while they were uh, obviously important because it's playoffs, the games were mostly pretty boring. Uh, Bill Steelers was boring to watch. Bucks eagles was kind of fun just because everyone was rooting for the Bucks, but it wasn't like... A good game to watch. Eagles scored nine points. It wasn't close. Uh, Rams Lions was the only actually like close game. The Packers just killed the Cowboys. The Chiefs just killed the Dolphins, and and the Texans killed the Browns. So really, there was wasn't very many close games. But uh, I felt like I'm excited for this week because I think the eight teams left are all pretty even, where I think all of the games anyone could win them. Right.
0: Well, so here's my thing. Like first off. Yeah, you're pretty much right. There wasn't really mm-hmm. anything to get super excited about. Um, but what is it with the NFL and their love affair with Josh Allen? Mm-hmm. Is it just me or like literally I mean, I'm pretty sure Tony Romo has like I heart Josh <laughs> Allen like I will say did, did, on did you board. watch
1: the game? Which game? The playoff game. Yes. Josh Allen is just he's amazing. I don't want to side with Tony Romo cuz he's terrible, but uh Josh Allen, I've been watching him, and I've watched Mahomes all year. He has been, besides Lamar Jackson, obviously, the best quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think he might be a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. He obviously has the turnover issues, but that's going to happen when you throw it like he can throw it. So I don't really mind the turnovers as much when he limits them to... Neither, like when he's throwing four picks a game, obviously, it's a problem. But when he's limiting the turnovers, I mean, there's... Uh, almost no players who can do what Josh Allen does. So I I kind of understand it to an extent.
0: So is Josh Allen amazing, or is he just kind of like a bigger Brett Favre, who just kind of is out there and is just throwing that ball over, and when it works and it clicks, he is, you know, the most amazing player in the NFL, Mm -hmm. MVP, Mr. January, as Tony Romo likes to call him. Mm -hmm. But when he's not, he's getting his offensive coordinators fired.
1: But has Brett Favre ever been able to run the ball like Josh Allen can? Brand, man. He's... But not not like Josh Allen. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, I've never seen Josh Allen not show up in a playoff game. Since he hit flipped the switch in his career when he went from being terrible in his rookie and sophomore year and then he just became an elite, elite quarterback, he shows up when his team needs him. His team needed him, they were on the brink of elimination, they ended up winning the division. So I feel like, uh, out of all the quarterbacks in the league, I
0: trust Josh Allen the most to show up when I need him. So you, right now, got to put one quarterback in... For your championship drive, you're putting him in over Mahomes. Like right now, at this Today, current moment. This moment. I'm
1: going to go with Mahomes right now just because he has won championships, but Josh Allen's very close. I think by the end of this year, I might just switch to Josh Allen.
0: Are they the, um, they're not the same draft class. Uh, no. Mahomes, Mahomes is one class Mahomes was
1: 2017 with okay. Trubisky and Watson, Watson. Yeah. and then Allen was 2018
0: with Baker. Right, right, and the year before um, was golf, right? Twenty sixteen, that, yeah, that that, yeah, was golf, or was golf twenty fifteen? Was it was it golf and? Tra- or no, was no, golf and golf and Wentz were uh, 20, the same class? I want to say twenty sixteen. So, yeah. so that would have been that would have been them. Then the following year was Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Then and Mahomes. Then we had the draft class Mick with Baker and Allen, and then the following year was Tua. Burrow to uh,
1: to uh, and then Kyler. No, the following year was Kyler, then Burrow, to uh, then Lawrence, uh, then no good quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett, and then Stroud and Young. Honestly.
0: Yeah, right, boy. Then Carolina are kicking themselves now. A lot yeah. of coaches. You know, out of work. Um, and, you know, touching on touch on that briefly, New England fan, mm-hmm. does it feel like the end of an era to you, or does it feel like it was time for a change?
1: I think the era has been over for a few years. Since that playoff game when the Bills beat us badly, that was our, not our year, but it was the year when we were like, we can win without Brady with Belichick, and then we just got crushed in the first round of the playoffs. And it was almost like, maybe we might need to switch things. For the last few years, we just haven't had an offense. Mm-hmm. And I think... It's not as much Belichick, the coach's fault, as it is Belichick, the GM's fault. Because mm-hmm. Belichick was just a bad GM. He didn't bring in any offensive pieces. The offensive pieces he did bring in were overpaid and bad. Uh, our entire team, our entire coaching just let our team down. They let Mac Jones down, who mm-hmm. obviously won't be our quarterback anymore, and he, he's terrible. But I feel like he could have been less terrible if I'm actually glad Bill O'Brien's gone, he's leaving for Ohio State. Ohio State. Uh, he's so we'll bring, we'll bring in a new offensive coordinator, but probably just Josh McDaniels again, which I don't mind. He's a good offensive. Wait, coordinator. bringing
0: him back to New England, or do you yeah. think he'll go with Bill to Atlanta when Bill signed? He's just where I think he's gonna end up.
1: That's a good question. I don't know. I think he'll probably come back to New England. Really? No, so it's interesting because I think originally the head coaching job was promised to him, but then he left. He was getting kind impatient. Of he left for the Raiders, and we then promised it to Mayo. Well, he also so, left.
0: For, like, a day to go to Indianapolis. Yeah. And then yeah. It didn't work out. Uh, so, can I call Belichick overrated? Like, can we call him overrated? Like, coach? Well, let me ask you this. Head coach in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Good or not? Stefanski? No. Belichick, when he was in Cleveland. Uh, nah. Mm. Okay. First couple of years at New England. Bledsoe. No. No. His following three years post-Brady.
1: Well... One year, he was almost the one seed in the AFC. And then what happened?
0: What happened to the Dolphins this year? Is Mike McDaniel a bad coach? You can make the argument that I'm not a super super fan of all the moves.
1: You you can't... That's ridiculous. Like, how is it ridiculous? We talking, let's talk about Phil Jackson. Let's talk about What was he without Jordan and Kobe? How much did he play without Jordan and Kobe? It's Belichick, how many years are we looking at here? It's like,
0: it's, looking at his I whole feel, tenure in
1: Cleveland. I feel like you're looking at a guy who you're saying... What is he when he has no good players on his team?
0: Well, no, not not no good players. Not no good players. But if we're saying that if somebody showed you a graph, simply, you didn't even know mm -hmm. who it was. It was Johnny X, Mm -hmm. football coach. And here is Johnny X's statistics without this particular player. And you see some crazy low number and then you see Johnny X's statistics with that player, and that bar is like through the roof. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me you would look at that and be like, "No, nah, that's that's that that guy is is on par, well, regardless I, of whether or not that that variable is in the equation." This is ridiculous, though. But you're saying, is "What is Bill Belichick without the greatest player of
1: all time?" Yeah. And then what is he
0: with the greatest player of all time? Yes.
1: Obviously, he's going to be better with the greatest player of all
0: time. Yes. But if they're dramatically could... different. He hadn't had a winning season since Brady left. He did. What year? The year we made the playoffs. What year was that? 2021, I believe.
1: That was 2021? your
0: second year. That was the year after Cam. Yeah. The...
1: We might have had a, a winning record the Cam year, too. No. We were 10-7 and 7 in 2021.
0: hmm
1: In 2020.
0: And got obliterated in
1: the playoffs. Yeah, 2020, we were not. We were 7-9. and 9. But your dial obliterated in the playoffs... It's not like we're talking about the regular season. Bill Belichick, who was on that team? about the, the 2021 team. You're saying his best player is Matt Judon, who's his best offensive player?
0: Uh, Reminder Stevenson.
1: Exactly. No, that was Damian Harris. Damian was Harris. was our best offensive player. It's not, he had pretty much nothing in But he last was also few. your GM. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a good GM. He was a, he's a fraud as a GM, if you want to so He's a terrible GM. But as a coach, Bill Belichick is just a great coach.
0: But didn't the his greatest offense also of fall apart when... Well, okay, so... Is he, is he our offensive coordinator? But how can you... So you? it's kind of not fair that you give him a pass as a GM with his inability to properly assess wide receivers when year after year, mm-hmm. after, year after year after year he misdiagnosed wide receivers, mm-hmm. right? He, has, he brings the same coordinators back into his fold. So you can argue, mm-hmm. okay, they know his system, whatever it is. But still... Like, at what point, how do you pull apart everything that's going on and say, this is Bill Belichick? I'm not going to sit here and say that Bill Belichick isn't a defensive mastermind, mm-hmm. that he isn't a person that can sit down and create an amazing defensive scheme. But mm-hmm. if you were talking about somebody that is the head football coach mm-hmm. and has two dudes, one a former defensive guy that has been doing nothing but getting fired from every organization he's been a part of, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Matt Patricia, and... Uh, the guy that lasted like two seasons in New York as a head coach, that everyone was shocked when he got hired in the first one, Joe Judge, splitting offensive play calling. doesn't. Mm-hmm. Isn't that your responsibility as a head coach? Didn't you sit back and say, this seems like a winning idea. Mm-hmm. We're going to have two guys that basically know nothing about offense running our offense. So how does that not fall on a head coach? How is that not? So I can sit here and say, yes, absolutely. Defensive guy, you say, hey, look, do your thing with the defense. But then, because you know, his son, who is a strength coach, is now a D coordinator and then there's all these problems there. Like, it's just, when you look at, in my opinion, you're not just talking about the greatest player of all time with Tom Brady from a statistical point, but you're about somebody that bought into what Belichick was doing and held players accountable, right? Had his own high standards that created a culture. Mm -hmm. So, again, when if, if what Belichick was doing, like, we could make the argument, right, that Sean McVay is an incredible NFL head coach. Okay, right? I agree. And we could sit there and we could look at the guys that came up under McVay. Mm-hmm. And they're all going out getting these head coaching jobs mm-hmm. or coming up as coordinators, and they're all doing their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike McDaniel, you could argue part of it, right? Kyle Shanahan, all this stuff. Like, part of this kind of tree, you know, that, that these guys formed from, right? Or you look at, like, the Andy, you know, the like, like the Andy Reid tree, mm-hmm. right? But every single coach... Almost down to the man that has been a Belichick guy
1: has failed. I think that's almost disproving your point, though, because they're trying to run a Bill Belichick system. You know who can run a Bill Belichick system? Only Bill Tom Belichick.
0: Brady. <laughs> Only... Tom, Tom Brady. Why, can why, run Bill Belichick. why do
1: we need to look at what is Tom Brady? Was Bill Belichick together? They yes. were amazing. And 100%. Bill Belichick was is the greatest coach of all time. I think without well, Bill Don Val-
0: Shula is technically the most winningest coach of all time.
1: Without without Bill Belichick, Tom Brady's not winning all of his rings. But he I, won a ring down in Tampa without Bill well, Belichick. Not, he, he'd win maybe one ring. Do you think Tom Brady would be the player he is today without Bill Belichick?
0: I part of me does. That's absurd. Why? Because Bill Belichick, I'm, what
1: are we talking
0: about here? But if we here? get past, if we get past, what I'm saying is, let's get past the shock and awe of the of the name and the grumpy man with the you know with the hood on, M- super respect and you know f- massive like fan of the game, respectful of the game. I understand personally his outlook towards the media, which is like, hey, look, I'm here coaching football. All this media stuff is just this extra coverage that people want, you know, in, in terms of diving into our sport, I'm focused on our sport. I'm not focused on the entertainment component mm-hmm. for everybody out there. So my job is to come out and give you sound bites. The new coaches understand that cuz they might understand, hey, being friendly with the media might lead to more lucrative, you know, sponsorships and and mm-hmm. and and broadcasting gigs, post things. So I understand all that and I, I personally not that anybody needs my pass sitting here. But, you know, speaking from this perspective, but if we're talking about a body of work, right, like if if I was, you know, uh, you know, general manager of a business, and I had my assistant general manager, so prior to this assistant general manager hire or somebody coming in and joining my ranks, I am mediocre at what I do, mm-hmm. right? Mediocre. And then I had the assistant general manager who... Me and him combine, and our sales numbers go through the roof. Now, of course, he attracts attention, and he goes off and, and, you know, gets his own gig somewhere else. And the second he's gone, I kind of recede back to being mediocre again. Mm -hmm. Where's my responsibility? Where's my culpability in that? Can I still be called a great general manager of something? Because shouldn't my job be to keep finding and developing and cultivating future assistant general managers to come up and take these ranks. But we haven't seen that. So uh, what are you you arguing that Bill Belichick's a bad GM? Because then I agree with
1: you. Are you arguing that he might not be the best uh, offensive-minded coach? I agree with you.
0: But he's still the best defensive coach of all time. Okay, now you put the word defensive in front of it, and that's where I agree. But if we are talking about the greatest straight-up coach of all time, I disagree. I'm not saying he's overrated to the point of like there's 30 other NFL coaches who are better than Bill Belichick. No, that's we are talking about that that one percent again. But if he goes to Atlanta, which odds mm-hmm. already does, and he falls flat on his face in Atlanta, mm-hmm. does that do anything to you? Does that does that or now do we blame Atlanta? Well, he went to Atlanta. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. And the second he leaves Atlanta, some young gun comes in and turns the franchise around. I like, uh,
1: Two things. I don't think he'll fail in Atlanta. And if he does, I don't think it'll help him, and it might hurt him a little, but it's not going to say, "Oh, Bill a fraud, because you know what no one's won with that Atlanta team yet, right? Well, so it's not like someone before him was better than him, and then he failed. It's no one's figured it out yet, maybe he'll figure it out, maybe he won't if he doesn't, maybe it'll take a little hit, maybe he'll be like maybe he's not as good as
0: I thought he was, but he's still an all time great coach. He is a great coach, like but again, <laughs> I sit here and I feel that if we are if we're saying Belichick, Brady, Brady has only won. The dude is only won, mm-hmm. right? Left New England, Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? The next year, one play away from beating the team that goes on to win the Super Bowl when they, when they lost to the Rams. And his last year, when they lost to Dallas last year, they were just, you know, that, that was just what it was, but still made the playoffs. So this guy, all he does is win. Mm -hmm. Right, But you're acting like he went to a Tampa team that had no weapons. He had very
1: good weapons in Tampa. 100%. The the first Super Bowl run, I'll tell you, that was all Tom Brady because he also had a terrible coach. He was also the head coach of that team, essentially, when Bruce Arians was their head coach. But the last two years, they had it. It was really just Tom Brady was good, and he obviously almost won another Super Bowl when they almost beat the Rams, and you never know what would happen there. But I just feel like you're trying to separate Tom Brady's X without uh Bill Belichick. Just together, they were great. I don't feel like you need to just accept that they were both a great coach and a great player.
0: Well, I don't know if I said that they weren't. What I am saying is that I feel that in this partnership, Belichick is getting too much credit for it. that's what I feel. That's my point. I'm not saying he's not a good coach. I'm saying he's probably the best defensive-minded coach of in in NFL history,
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: think I put that above. But it, but as a head coach, somebody who's developing a coaching staff, developing a culture, developing you know players through your system, I don't see it. Now, where you might say, well, that kind of now blurs this line between Belichick to GM and Belichick to coach. I still think if you hear about the Patriot Way and you're entrenched in an organization for twenty years. And you want to turn and say, oh, well, maybe Brady's last two years, you know, there are a lot of guys aging out and this and that and this. But you, you have so much stability at the top of the organization and you have the ability to, hop, you know, bring in free agents. So was it that eventually the assessment of talent, the, 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 the complete inadequacy of assessing wide receiver talent and, you know, to, and, and having, you know, losing particular coaches – that, you know, didn't last long wherever they went, somehow cripples the organization. You, two things. One, you said Brady's last two years. We won a Super Bowl in Brady's second to last year. It was the last year. That the was. last
1: year, obviously, we lost to the We still made the playoffs. But we did. And also, you're talking about developing players. And near the end, we obviously missed a lot of draft picks and a lot of things like that. But when you look at the overall Belichick-Patriots era, we developed the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest player of all time, the greatest tight end of all time. Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, we can keep going. We had a lot of great players, and are you saying he gets no credit for those? But he get takes all of the blame for guys
0: like Enkil Harry and guys like that who we totally missed on. Well, that's a fair point, but like Wes Welker wasn't homegrown; he was a Dolphin mm-hmm. that you guys signed in free agency, mm-hmm. right? So, and I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's. I don't think there's an answer for that because now. We're getting into a debate of how much is the player and how much is the coach, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, you had this guy in your team, you had this guy in your this guy in your team. How much? I mean, would we say Belichick developed Randy Moss? No, right? I but, didn't. I didn't say Randy I know, Moss. But I'm saying, like, that's my point. Did, did Belichick develop Julian Edelman? Did they did they develop, or was this was this did they see players that had a particular skill set that they knew could fit mm-hmm. that could fit the system that they were running? Um, but you mentioned, you know. Uh, Somebody like Phil Jackson, you know, and watching that Lakers, um, you know, mockumentary or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, Showtime, you know, it does raise an interesting point even about coaching, right? Like, is a great coach always necessarily the X's and O's? Or is a great coach somebody that might say, hey, look, I might not have all the X's and O's. I might not be the best in the X's and O's, but I can come in and I can get your, you know, gone rogue players under control in a way where I can relate to them, I can talk to them, and I can connect to them, and I can get them to buy into the concept of a team or whatever. So I don't necessarily know if I can turn around and put great coach and write out the perfect job description, right? Because in the NFL today, is it more about being able to relate to players and being able to, you know, understand the modern game and give those players you know, um, a sense of structure that they feel they can be themselves mm-hmm. in and toe that balance of, Hey, you know, we can be fun and we can be you, but we're also going to be us or, you know, is it just strictly about X's and O's and saying, no, I got this superior system. I know the players I need. I'm going to plug them in like, you know, like widgets, mm-hmm. you know, into, in, you know, and, 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 and run, you know, my, system the patriot way or you know whatever you want to call it so i that's the thing that i find the most fascinating about the concept of a head coach in any organization is you might have guys that aren't necessarily the strongest x's and o guys belichick incredibly strong x's and o's defensive coordinator Mm. but and, and defensive mind but but was he the best when we say greatest coach at like relating to his players and, you know, assessing, you know, talent and, you know, being able to sustain, you know, uh, a winning culture when, you know, key players step out. I mean, wouldn't that be the sign of a great organization? Like, isn't that what they, they say the greatest thing about the Packers is? Look at what the Packers did. The Packers went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love without, like, having to constantly have these massive rebuilds right? Mm-hmm. So, like, wouldn't that be the mark of, like, super great And through that time, they've had different head coaches. Mm-hmm. So, I find it interesting, and, and that's what I wanted your perspective of how much it is of, you know, Belichick in terms of, you know, we talk about the Patriot greatness and, and how much it is of Brady or Kraft or whatever, and you know, you're, I think your answer's probably right. It's a combination.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I feel like you're kind of under... Uh... Giving not enough credit to the Patriot culture when Belichick was in the Brady years. People wanted to play with the Patriots, and Belichick cared about who was on his team. He brought in Antonio Brown, and obviously maybe that was more Brady than him, but Antonio Brown did something wrong. He said, We can't have this guy on our team. He got rid of him. He brought in guys who were going to do the work but not really be as flashy. They cut Tim Tebow. Uh, And I find it very uh, interesting because Tom Brady obviously stayed for a very long time. If the culture, if he didn't relate at all, if he was just this guy who did the X's and O's and didn't relate to his players, I think Tom Brady would have left sooner.
0: Okay. And that's just me. <laughs> I get it. no. You Listen, that's what I find fascinating about it. That or I just get a chance to kind of ruffle your feathers, which, you know, is what I, and I enjoy more than anything else. The next thing I want to ask you about, home field advantage in the NFL. I'm a huge huge, huge fan of home field advantage. And I think it should be leaned into like as much as possible. Um, Again, my Miami Dolphins, embarrassed. I personally, I take ice baths. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And what I can tell you is this, that if I am chilling right now and then I get into an ice bath, I'm chilling in a whole different way. And it's not Mm. a good way, right? Mm -hmm. So if I am down in South Beach all week long, training down there, and then I'm going to fly in and I'm going to get out and just throw on some warm weather gear and think that I'm going to be okay in that situation, that is a massive, massive advantage for the Kansas City Chiefs, Mm -hmm. which they earned. So home field advantage to me is more than just like your first round of the playoffs or second round. To me, you should be building your team based off the division you play in and the elements you play in. Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins want to go and you want to build the greatest show on turf, awesome. But how is that greatest show on turf going to be when you're in freezing cold weather in Buffalo, in New England, and up up here in Jersey playing the Jets?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When all your other big teams, Kansas City in the cold, Baltimore, cold, Cincinnati cold, Cleveland cold. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. I feel that that um, stadiums and and teams that build a home field advantage like that absolutely have every right to lean into it and kind of leveling that out or canceling games. I mean, other than obviously things that are unsafe that are gonna mm-hmm. put fans in jeopardy or you know players' health in jeopardy where things are too cold. But I'm I'm all for it. I personally, and I don't know if this is a
1: opinion that's shared by a lot of people I don't I feel like weather shouldn't really have an impact on playoff games so the Dolphins which you're saying they should have been prepared for the cold they play this whole season they almost win the division obviously they probably should have won the division they couldn't beat a good team but they had a very good year they get to the playoffs and they get hit with negative four degrees it doesn't matter I don't care if you prepare or whatever you're not preparing the whole season for cold like that and you're you play in Miami I think every NFL stadium should be a dome I think all games should be played indoors. And I just feel like, because the weather, you're, you play this whole season, and suddenly you get hit with the, the snow card. And you're like, oh, well, we have to totally change our game plan for doing the whole season. If it's like snowing, you're a throw first team. You're like, oh, we're going to have to lean on the run a bit more. You're going away from what your team really is. I feel like it should be indoors. You should just have team against team. You can have the home field advantage of your fans, your home
0: stadium, but I don't think it should be uh, the home field advantage of the weather. Well, again, I mean, then wouldn't that just dramatically change the game? I mean, if that was the case and everybody just played indoors, then, you know, we just how long would it be before we start going to 7-on-7? Seven seven? Mm. And it's just, just get a bunch of fast guys and just have them run around like crazy. And, you know, like we don't need, you know, to really put any emphasis on, on the running game. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like I look back and, you know, the weather plays, you know, they, they say what? It's always like the great neutralizer, right? Because mm-hmm. both teams got to play in it, you know? Rain, maybe. Like, you know, <coughs> a torrential downpour, you know, has a dramatic impact on the game with mm-hmm. your ability to throw the ball, things like that. Like, I understand. But if we go to a dome and we kind of we kind of sterilize everything, you know, at the same point in time then, too... We could almost make the argument that in some ways, outside of the volume of the home crowd, like like what is there really to play for then, like like who's going to be that fired up then, like if I'm going to go play in Buffalo in a dome, mm-hmm. uh you know, as opposed to playing at home in our dome, like is it really does it really matter like that much at that point in time then, like if 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 we're if everybody's kind of playing on the same field. Like, I'd like to see the statistics of, I mean, even, you know, for example, in in baseball. I mean, I guess basketball is the closest, right? Mm Because all the, you know, baseball, you have different home run, you know, um, walls and lengths and fields can be a little bit different dimension. So I guess basketball is the closest to having... I'd say in basketball, I think
1: there's, if you ask any players, there's a big difference from playing in Minnesota to playing in Madison Square Garden. And they're both indoors but I feel like you can still have the differentiators
0: and the home field advantage indoors. Well, listen, I agree with your points on the home field advantage, and I'm going to concede that argument to you. My final question of the day, and something I've been thinking about, especially as my fantasy season came to a typical conclusion that ended in crash and burn, Mm -hmm. is fantasy football, from a fan standpoint... Is fantasy football right now actually bigger than NFL football in terms of people really being more invested in their fantasy teams or their actual rooting team? And and let me preface by saying I am talking about, you know, I'm not talking about the difference between, like, Fireman Ed, who's doing, Mm -hmm, you know, this thing before the Jets, you know, get ready to go out and get demolished. And, like, somebody that's like, oh, I joined my work Mm -hmm. fantasy team and I didn't Mm -hmm. check my lineup. I'm talking about the person that, like, you know, Mm -hmm. hey, fantasy season's coming. I got some people like me and you that, you know, we're invested enough. I'm not ready Mm -hmm. to, you know, cut tires and and freak out on people over fantasy, you know, decisions. But, like, I get get, get riled up a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'll say this. I
1: think there's a lot of people don't watch football or don't really know football who do do fantasy mm-hmm. I don't think I don't know how many people besides there's a good amount of people I think who are probably older fans who watch football and don't do fantasy. but I think a good amount of people who watch football do fancy I think a lot of people who don't watch football do fancy and me personally I watch red zone that's mm-hmm. mostly because of fantasy football so I can know what my players are doing and especially this year
0: because the Patriots were so bad right. uh,
1: Fantasy football definitely I valued it more than rooting for the Patriots.
0: I mean, even the stats, the scrolling stats on the screen, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I feel like I've seen as as fantasy football entrenches itself more and more into pop culture that, like, just even the way that, like, I mean, at, even on the NFL Network, they have fantasy football shows. ESPN now has fantasy football shows on all their morning and, like, you know, NFL Sunday show. Mm-hmm. Like, they all have, like, fantasy football segments. Mm-hmm. Like, you mentioned during the games. It's um, It's huge. I feel like I could even tip this argument more in the favor if I also lumped in like the betting now mm-hmm. that you can have on FanDuel and like you know these other sports betting apps where I feel like more people now are watching these games for either fantasy or because of whatever crazy parlay they they put on something. I don't even really know what parlay is. I've never mm-hmm. gambled in my life. Is that?
1: It's like when you have
0: multiple bets together to make more money. Nice. I went to Atlantic City in my life. Two times, and it was when I had some gigs, mm. and um, yeah, I never, never bet a penny. No. How about you? You betting man? You gambling man? I, no? I'm not. No, you're not a gambling man either. No. Well, that's my thought. I think that fan- I'm going to say it is bigger. Um, I agree. Yeah. In my opinion, I think that like we're seeing the majority of people like the Super Bowl is its own thing now. Like the Super Bowl is for very few people. Like the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl is literally like Christmas. Easter, whatever for people, it's like it's 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 a day, it's an event, mm-hmm. almost like a holiday, mm-hmm. where you get to eat a lot of cool like you know appetizers. Yeah, and you know. I have to go to work the next day though. You have to go to work. Well, not no, but people do. I have to go to school. So. Oh yeah, 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 that's a good point. Well, that's why they were also originally talking about what moving it back one weekend so that it lines up with President's weekend. Mm. But then it's like that's kind of disrespecting the president's stuff Good point. Super Bowl the good. weekend. Yeah. Well, my friend. We have went on another epic voyage together. Uh, any predictions for playoff weekend and given the proximity of our podcast's uh, Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. One thing we did not do, and I am going to give you your credit, and you did point it out to me, back in week two, you said that you could see Tampa in the Super Bowl. I, I actually, I said I had them hosting the NFC Championship.
1: It would only happen if they win in the Niners lose, but I was pretty close, so yeah.
0: Uh, I'm I'm impressed. I'm gonna give you your your credit. Thank you. You're you're obviously it. wrong about your take on Belichick and <laughs> other things, but you were right about Tampa Bay mm-hmm. so far, for sure. Uh, any any final thoughts on uh, anything playoff wise coming up? Uh, I don't think
1: so. I think the Super Bowl. Give me. Uh, I'm just gonna stick with the Bucks because it's fun. It's gonna be Bucks Bills. I think the Bills are gonna pull it
0: out. All right. I am going to go Lions, Texans. That's what I want. Texans. Wow. Lions, Texans. That would be a fun one. That would make, That'd me happy. That'd yeah. make me happy. I'd sure. Lions and Texans play. That'd be a good one. Well, all right, everybody. want to thank you so much for watching and listening. Please, as always, feel free to let us know what you think uh, we are up to in that comment section. Let us know your thoughts and opinions on our takes, whether or not you feel that Bill Belichick uh, is the greatest coach of all time, whether or not you feel fantasy football from a rooting perspective has overtaken the NFL, and whether or not home field advantage should be tweaked, or if it is phenomenal, like I believe the way it is now. Till next time, stay cool everybody, see you then.